0: What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Super excited to be back with you guys here today. Uh, Crazy time in college football. Uh, We're getting down to the last couple weeks. Conference games are getting... uh, Closer, and we're starting to see more and more uh, of the picture, right? We have really uh, two weeks left. Uh, rivalry week is just right around the corner. Cannot wait for that. BTW, it is going to be so much fun. There's going to be so many good rivalries this year uh, that I'm very, very intrigued with. Two weeks to go. Uh, Then we have, obviously, our uh, conference championship week, championship weekend. And then we are off to the races with the bowl season. Uh, Me being a collegiate athlete, I know that, uh, well, we start uh, training in August. Uh, I mean, granted, as a runner, you train throughout the entire off season as well you go from track you maybe take a week off and then you start running again and uh by right about now where i mean we just uh, finish up our season and i am beat we run we run a ton. I'm super, super tired. I want that break. So I know that these guys, I mean, like you think about it, uh, running in football is a little bit different. But you know what? We're at that last little push. Uh, they need to compete. We need to see who can do it. And uh, let's get let's get to it. Uh, another fun thing uh, for those of you in St. George, we broke a very important record today. We actually had rain. It had gone uh, 155 days without uh, raining here and really there really wasn't that much rain 155 days ago it barely made it uh, on the on the marker anyway kind of a crazy thing so what better day to stay in to look at some numbers go over some statistics and talk we can sit down and have an, an honest discussion about college football all righty so Let's get into it. So this last week Baylor up 28 to 3 I think this might be the biggest storyline. Uh, really I, I really want to focus on this is Baylor up 28 to 3 and ends up losing 31 to 34 Oklahoma comes back and to me in that game, it was just like the little brother Big Brother. And I feel like Oklahoma, I mean, Texas has had their times, but I feel like Oklahoma in the Big 12, they're the big brother. And you guys know as siblings out there, if you can think about it, if you have a little brother or even a little sibling, uh, like for me and my little brother, I always let him get up on me. If we were playing basketball, if we were playing football out in the yard, if we were uh, – Doing all kinds of things, right? It would be like, ah, uh, you know, playing some 2K, playing some FIFA, playing Madden, whatever it was. I always let him, I always let him get a little bit ahead. And then he'd start talking trash. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, you're doing a super good job, buddy. And then and he we're only four years apart. So it wasn't like, you know, I was super old than him, but uh, and then all of a sudden, I come back, and I win. And then he gets mad. Oh, man, you cheated. You had the sliders up. You uh, you were fouling me. But you just start to play harder. It means something. So Baylor was like the little brother, right? Baylor, uh, back during the Art Briles days, we know what happened there. And Matt Rule's done a tr- terrific job changing the culture of uh, Baylor University. But during that era, you know they were there. But Oklahoma still, some of the time, got the best of them. And it was it, it's interesting to watch, right? Well, and then Oklahoma kind of takes over. You know, Texas has a rise. Iowa states played well the last couple of years, but it's kind of like everyone's kind of risen and then fallen back down, having a couple of down years. And Oklahoma's just that big brother that's kind of that bully that just beats everybody up, right? That just they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna flex my muscles. I'm gonna you know you might give me one time. You know, there are a lot of games in the basketball yard where, you know, we'd have countdown from 10 seconds and Hayden would would put up a, a three point shot to beat me. And he beat me by one point, right? Not very not very often did he ever get me, but there were still those times. That's what it is like with Oklahoma. They're just a big brother. They flex their muscles. They were down 28-3. to 3. They said, okay, we're going to start playing. Now, Jalen Hurts in the post-game interview, he said, look, put it on me. It wasn't you. Everyone was playing back. Yeah, you had a ton of in, uh, turnovers and stuff. But the defense was, I mean, it, Baylor was just cutting through it like hot, uh, a, a hot knife through butter. I mean, it was nothing. Uh, I watched part of that game, got back from the NAU-SU game, the Grand Canyon rivalry. But it was an amazing game. Uh, super fun to watch. I'm glad that I stayed up and uh, finished watching it. Another big storyline Auburn loses to Georgia 28 14. I did, that was one of the losses that I took last week. I did take uh, Auburn in the game thinking that, you know. The Auburn's going to have that signature win. It's starting to look like that signature win will come at Alabama, even though it's not really much of a signature win. But anytime you can beat Alabama, you know, good for you, Auburn, and the one, the Iron Bowl, uh, the, the Iron rivalry down there in Alabama. Iowa does upset Minnesota, uh, beats the perfect season, 23-19. to I was very impressed. It, it was more of a tale of Minnesota than I was of Iowa. Uh, very impressed with Minnesota in that game. And then, you know, the question has to be asked, how does that set up for the playoff? We'll get to that in a little bit uh follow we'll break down uh, the committee's ranking 1 through 10 uh, get into a little bit of the data talk about our our teams on our radar and uh the games of the week so and obviously our predictions from the games of the week so i just want to start off with this the the final main storyline is Tua getting hurt now i uh, last week i kind of banged on alabama uh, and tua and saying that i don't think they're that this football games this football is really uh, the football that they're playing is really good. I didn't think that uh, Tua was playing at an elite level. Now, it's not that I didn't I don't like Tua. Don't don't take that in the wrong way, but you know, Alabama without Tua, I mean, people are starting to write them off. They're still fifth right now in, in the in the rankings. And that's still going to hang strong. But people are like, you know what? Alabama going to be going down. Um, it's sad to see a player go down. More than anything, did I want Alabama versus Oklahoma? And I think I made that clear last week on last week's show. We talked about it, right? I wanted to see. Jalen Hurts take on Alabama. I wanted to see Tua versus Jalen. And whatever that was, whether that was in the college football playoff or that was in the Sugar Bowl or if that was in the Fiesta Bowl, whatever bowl uh, outside of the the playoff that, that there is, that's what I wanted to see. And it looks like we're not going to get that, obviously with, with Tua going out. We still might get an Alabama-Oklahoma uh, game, which would be an amazing game. I think it would be super fun to watch and uh, see. It would be more like Hurts versus Saban now, but I really wanted to see the two quarterbacks duke it out, and we were kind of uh, uh, taken aback by that. A lot of people, uh, a couple of the analysts that I've listened to uh, have said that, you know, maybe his his draft stock falls. Uh, we'll be, uh, throughout the offseason, I know when there's not a lot of football, we'll be analyzing that. So we'll get into it, see where he falls down. I want, hopefully, uh, I did hear his surgery was a success. So uh, congratulations to him and everything. But, you know, we really want to, we'll be watching that. Uh, it's starting to look, if he does fall, he could fall to, to a team like the Chargers. Um, which honestly would be a perfect situation for him uh, or the Panthers, right? Uh, if they move off of Cam Newton uh, and Kyle Allen doesn't really look like a guy, you know, they get their guy uh, to a low in there, give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. You have Greg Olson, a uh, really good defense out there in Carolina, would look like a pretty good situation if he did fall. But anyway, kind of an interesting little uh, dynamic that uh, has now thrown in it. Super sad. I wanted – Uh, Alabama to be beaten at full strength now with Tua going out. If Auburn wins, I mean, congratulations, Tua didn't play. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be saying that, but it's still going to be a rivalry. still going to be a great game, so you know, thoughts and prayers out for uh, Tua, and uh, hopefully he gets recovered, and we'll be seeing him play in the NFL. So we're going to talk about the bowl eligibility teams by conference. Just a fun little stat. SEC has six. Big Ten has eight. ACC has eight. uh, Big 12 has six. Pac-12 has four, and that was... um, I mean, that's uh, the Pac-12 still has two games left to go. A lot of them do. Uh, They've already taken their buys Uh, outside of like USC is like the only one that ends this week. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get to it. There's a lot of five and five right now and, and six and six and stuff like that. So uh, kind of an interesting little dynamic. Um, Out of the American athletic, you have seven out of the mountain West. We have seven out of the CSA. You have six out of the Mac. You have four and out of the, Sunbelt, yeah, five. And then uh, Notre Dame, BYU, and Liberty uh, are the independents' army fighting tooth and nail to to get there. So now we're going to break it down. So uh, I really want to break this down. We're going to do this in two parts, kind of the first half. And then we're going to be breaking down the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 championship. Uh, So just to let you guys know what the committee ranking. So committee uh, last night releases their rankings we got lsu number one ohio state number two clemson number three they're the three unbeatens i don't think they're going to take lsu out uh even though i don't think they're the best in my personal opinion clemson is still the best now you're like well tyler they had a one point loss to unc i think they're bored i feel like it's like the new england patriots right now in uh, new england uh they experiment with things i mean they're they're in an awful conference the, the the dolphins traditionally the jets traditionally and the uh Bills traditionally have all been really bad, right? Traditionally they're not like the 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 power of the AFC, right? So I think they're just Davos trying to do some things. Now Clemson doesn't have the best defense, but you know what in, in a shootout against Ohio State uh and against LSU, in in my opinion, I would want Trevor Lawrence and Travis ETNA or ETN however you say his last name I think that that is the shootout that we want to be seeing that's going to be an insane game right there uh but the battle for number 1 is very important because the battle for number 2 and 3 you don't want it in 2 and 3 is like new Nuclear zone that's ground zero. You don't want to be in that zone because you're going to be going up against somebody. There is a better chance that you lose. Now, I'm not saying uh, that you know, LSU is the LSU against uh, Oregon or LSU against Auburn or or not Auburn, Georgia, U.S., uh, LSU against Utah would not be a good game, but there is definitely. I feel like there's a talent gap. Those three teams are extremely good, and uh, I mean, I would put I mean, if Utah's in there, you give Kyle Whittingham. Six weeks to prepare for for a, an opponent. You're going to see uh, how well the University of Utah plays, and an LSU Utah game would be amazing. But honestly, you don't want to be in that two three seed because one because Clemson I feel like is, has that seed locked up. Number three, they're going to be number three, and LSU and, a, and Ohio State. You're going to have a battle, and that's how it should be uh, for the most part. And I feel like the committee has done an all right job with the the overall rankings in in the system, right? Obviously, it's not perfect. Obviously, they're they're human. They have flaws and stuff like that. But I think they've done a a decent job. Uh, A lot of people are saying that they think Ohio State is the best team in the nation. We're going to know in the next two weeks. uh, They're uh, playing – against Penn state and they're playing against Michigan. They had to go on the road to the big house and Harbaugh's coaching for his career for his life right now. So, I mean, they have two big weeks. If they show any kind of flaw. Now I understand that, that they've played well against uh, a lot of good teams, but no one has really been like, at least in my opinion, I'm like, I'm not convinced yet. I've seen Clemson battle adversity. I saw it with my own eyes. Now, did UNC make a dumb decision by going by two? Sure. You could make you could make that argument. And I think that's a valid argument. But I've seen them. They won. They got the game. They left Chapel Hill. They got back to, to the university and they took a deep breath. Said, hey, that was our adversity. We got through it. Now LSU, did I see them battle through adversity? Heavens yes, last two weeks. LSU was a shootout. Uh, their defense, LSU's defense, did not look very good. And then the week before, you have Alabama against LSU. And you can't even, I mean, last week, you're like, oh, well, LSU, oh Miss, everyone's making a big deal about it. Well, of course, because everybody was so focused on winning that Bama game. They had to win. They had to That was a must-win for them. Not only pride with recruiting, but pride for Ed Orijan, for the state of Louisiana. Everything rode on that game. So, of course, you might take the next week off. Hey, you've probably celebrated. You might have not had a practice on Monday or Tuesday just to say, hey, you know what? Take it. Now, you got to get back and you got to get business, right? But come on, you got to understand the dynamics of it, Uh ladies and gentlemen. You can't, I mean, they're 19, 20-year-old kids. They're not going to be, when you win a big game on a national stage, they're going to party a little bit. They're going to be excited about it. And, and Ole Miss was not a threat to the throne of LSU right now. So, uh, I've seen uh, the Alabama LSU. I've seen them in adversity. Who have we seen Ohio? They've rolled everybody. Now, I mean, congratulations to them and the scheduling. You can't you can't fault that. I mean, I, obviously, I, I I harp on the schedule a lot, but we haven't seen adversity. Penn State and Michigan is going to be adver- very very adverse. I I'm sorry, Ryan Day, you have never coached in the Ohio State Michigan game, and this Michigan seniors they have never beaten Ohio State. Wouldn't it be even? I mean, like we're talking about something big. Now, if Ohio State loses that game, they still get in, but it will reveal weaknesses is what I'm saying. So I'm not, so I think Clemson being number one, that's my opinion. They're going to be number three because of, of strength of schedule and stuff like that. LSU is looking great, but Ohio State, I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm not. You're undefeated, but I'm not convinced. Uh, and then and number four, it's going to be the battle for four. I don't think Georgia's going to get in. You have a terrible loss. I mean, you lost to a South Carolina team at home. that uh, They're four and seven. This is a South Carolina team that just lost to a Sunbelt team. I've said this before. Georgia is going to end up losing to LSU in the championship game. Uh, if LSU is smart, they, they, you know, they get out to lead and they just hold it. Uh, yes, they did beat Florida. And yes, they did beat Notre Dame. Congratulations. Well, LSU did beat Florida too. So it's kind of like, mm. and, and Notre Dame, Got blown out by Michigan, and I know it was on the road and stuff, but it wasn't. I mean that 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 wind's starting to look less and less impressive. And I'm not saying uh, an argument for Oregon and Utah outside of that. It's just, it just doesn't look very impressive. Alabama again. Uh, Moving on to Alabama, I, I don't think the the committee is going to put them in. I think they have these three these three teams, LSU, uh, Georgia, and Bama, here because they want two SEC teams. Uh, they think that's the, the hardest conference, and they want to in the playoff. Uh, but in my opinion, I don't think that's how it's going to happen. Uh, the interesting thing is going to come up uh, in the Pac-12, which we'll get to after the break. Uh, but we'll break it down. Penn State, if they beat Ohio then they're going to be going to the big the big 10 championship game uh, barring that they don't lose another game, right? They just lost to Minnesota. So they go, and then you're going to get into that same argument, which was what, three years ago. Well, Penn state had two losses. Ohio state had one, one got in. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know what? We need to make automatic bids. The automatic bid. I I don't like, but I do think you should win your, your, your conference championship. Penn state has to go into the horseshoe that, I mean, that's, that is going to be a wild atmosphere. This is a very, very big game. The biggest game thus far in the season, uh, for Ohio State. And I I just don't see them coming out on top of that. But if they do, if they do get the win, then we're going to get into even deeper debate. Now does Ohio State fall out? Now does the SEC look to get another team in? Uh, I think Ohio State gets in just because they're Ohio. But uh, honestly, I don't like the automatic big saying, Well, you know, all power five uh, should get in. I think you should win your conference. I think that must be a must. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that the SEC, and I know the South has, has amazing football, and I'm out west. and and i and I know I'm tend to be a little bit more west biased, but you you can't tell me you can't have you can't tell me that. i, I I'm not going to buy it. I don't want to see two teams in, and it's going to plummet ratings. I mean, I'm, uh, west of the Mississippi are uh, it doesn't matter to us. You know, seeing Clemson win, that's a South Carolina team. Well, South Carolina playing a Georgia team, now that's going to matter. A South Carolina team playing a Bama team, they're just two states away. For that time, I could bear I could make it. I mean, if I'm in northern Utah, I may make it to one one state in the amount of time that it takes to get from South Carolina to Georgia. The West is just so much different. There's so much more pride there. And I'm not taking it away. But I don't want to see two, I want to see a Pac-12 team in. And I think you should win it. And and I do want to see, I do like the Big Ten. But if Penn State beats Ohio, congratulations, buddy. You are in. You just you know, drop one game against Minnesota, and that and that's that. I mean, Minnesota was undefeated at that point, so kind of an interesting argument there. Uh, Oklahoma, I don't think they're going to get in. Uh, again, uh, they had their loss against Kansas State. I think that Baylor will be back. Uh, I think Baylor will be back, and I think they'll get them. I, you don't beat a team twice in one year. I think it'll be very difficult for them. Uh, and then we're going to break it down the rest of the the top uh, teams right now uh, after the break. So stay tuned after the break. Uh, and a little bit of a, a little bit of a song. We'll throw in a little uh, music there for you guys as we get ready for the Pac-12 debate. The Minnesota. We'll talk a little bit more about Baylor. Stay tuned after the break. Okay, and we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, we're trying to figure out. Uh, we've got this new software here. I uh, get the ball rolling, and we're trying to figure out how to use it. In, you know, being able to uh, enter songs and stuff. So bear with us. We're figuring it out. Uh, we love we love uh, sports, but we also want to learn a little bit more about audio. Anyway, besides the point. So we left off uh, discussing a little bit about the the college football committee, right, and and what they. Uh, what they see, why might they see it. Uh, We kind of talked about how we think that the SEC is going to get two teams in, just the way that they're ranking people. Uh, I mean, if Alabama beats Auburn, there's a very good possibility that they get in. Now, we are going down the list to, I said we'll be talking uh, a little bit about Minnesota, Baylor, and Memphis, right? And and then we'll discuss uh, Utah and Oregon coming up. Well, what's crazy about this is that Minnesota only has one loss, and their one loss is to Penn State. Now, I don't understand. I, I, again, I don't understand the committee's, I guess, process of doing this. I wrote a 10-page paper. It was a philosophy paper, actually. It was in order to get my, uh, my general studies done, my associates done. And I had to take this class called Social Ethics. And we had to liken a... Something from the book we read, the Republic of of Plato, uh, to a modern day problem, right? And it was a eight to ten page paper, and I actually talked about the committee. I I likened it to uh, the the UCF. It was during the UCF uh, years when they were claiming to be national champions, and I and I talked about kind of how their processes. And even through all of that research that I did for that paper, I still don't really understand how they do it because. In theory, Minnesota having really – I mean outside of Alabama has the best loss, the second best loss in – out of everybody. I mean you're going to put Georgia, again, who lost to South Carolina, who's not even going to a bowl game. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State who currently right now has four losses that's an ugly loss and then you look at Baylor Baylor's only losses to Oklahoma now don't put you know Baylor over Oklahoma because Oklahoma beat him that 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 is clear but the Minnesota thing is is baffling and I feel like there's just a lot of inconsistency. I know that Minnesota hasn't played. I mean, they don't. People say they have one signature win, and they've you know they've gotten lucky around a lot of different things. If they win out, and and I mean, it's doubtful that they do it. I mean, they have to play Wisconsin at home, and they have to beat Ohio State, and they got to go on the road this week to Northwestern. If they win out, most definitely, this 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 Minnesota team deserves to be in there. Now again, it's going to be very hard to do it, but just because they're Minnesota and they don't have the name of Penn State, Ohio State, does not mean that they should not be up there. Uh, Another interesting number coming in at number fourteen: Baylor. Baylor only has one loss. Now they have a couple of close losses. They had a close uh, or close win. Sorry, excuse me. They had a close win against uh, Iowa State, and they also had a very close win against TCU. But hey, sometimes this is better to be uh, lucky than good, right? And they got lucky. They got lucky in those games and they won them. Now they were up 20 to 3. Why would you punish them all the way down at 14? This this has this is ridiculous. I don't care if Florida's only lost to these other, like this, they only have one. Loss. You can make these arguments over and over again. Now, if Baylor loses again, well, I feel like 14th, 15th, 16th, that's the right place for them, but not right now. Kind of ridiculous how they do that. And the group of five, the highest group of five uh, member, they're all kind of down towards the bottom. It's like Memphis, Cincinnati, and Boise all right next to each other. They're all the way down at 18, 19, and 20. So kind of uh, an interesting uh, dynamic that the, the college playoff uh, selection committee is doing. So now let's get into Uh, Auburn and, not Auburn, pardon me, uh, Oregon and Utah. Now, a lot of people are starting to, to pump up Oregon, and my wife, she is from... Uh, that area. She's from the Portland metropolitan area. And so she's grown up around, I mean, she doesn't know anything about sports, but she knows who Oregon is. Their brand is recognizable. And I think that's part of the reason why they're getting so much hype around them. They're a good football team, and I'm not going to take that away from them. Uh, But we're going to do a little comparison to uh, Utah and Oregon. And a lot of the comparisons are fairly uh, interesting in that. So Both of them played at USC, both of them played home against Cal, both of them played at Washington, both of them played home against Washington State, and uh, in the next three weeks we'll be able to compare the Arizona game, the Colorado game, and the Arizona State game, Uh, because Arizona plays Utah this weekend, and Oregon plays Arizona State, and then Colorado plays Utah the, the, the weekend prior, and we'll be able to compare the Oregon State game as well. So we still have a little bit more comparison, but in the same games, uh, Utah, and so we, we combined all those games together, Utah scored 129 points and held their opponents to 71 points. So they averaged around 32.25 points per game in, in, in common games, right? And they held their opponents to 17.75. So if 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 you were to take all those games together, the score for Utah would have been 32, To 18. That would be the score, right? Now, Oregon combined is 145 to 97. So obviously, their offense is a little bit better, and Utah has a loss in here. So it's a little bit skewed, right? But they would have scored 36.25 points. That's the average. And their opponents would have scored 24.25. So the score in an Oregon game against these same common opponents is 36 to 24. And it's really interesting how that. Ends up right, they're both about eight points apart. Now, Utah doesn't score as much but holds has a little bit better of a defense and holds them. Uh, whereas Oregon scores more and gives up a few more points. Uh, comparing all of them out, like I said, outside of the USC loss, which is kind of an anomaly, you know, Utah held Cal scoreless. Uh, Utah beat Washington by one more point at Washington, and Oregon almost lost to Washington State, needed a field goal to beat them, and Utah won 38-13, so kind of an interesting dynamic, now, if you look at the history, uh, since Utah entered the Pac-12, Oregon is four and two against them, which would make sense, because they were still, they went to the national championship in 14, and and Oregon still had that brand, right, Uh, and they would have scored in, in in the games the last the six games since entering the Pac-12. Oregon has outscored Utah two hundred and eleven points to one ninety, uh, and Utah has. Uh, Utah won the last meeting back in two thousand eighteen last year. Uh, the last, out of the last three games, Utah is three and uh, or two and one. So really, kind of an interesting dynamic. These feel like this, the the two uh, we're getting like what they say in in the Dark Knight: what happens when uh, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? I feel like this is what we're kind of running into. We see this unstoppable force, and, and we'll say that as uh, Oregon's offense. And Oregon, you know, they have a lot of people are saying he's. Uh, the best prospect coming out. He's tall. Uh, he can deliver the ball. He's accurate. Justin Herbert, right? And, and the offense, they're they're the force. And then you have Utah, which has the immovable object, which would be the defense. And we're going to run in and who's going to win? And as I've debated this, and again, I don't want to have um, recency bias or or have this, you know, hometown pride, but a lot. As I've, I've grown up watching the University of Utah, I've been to countless games. I was able to go to games back in 2008 when they went to the Sugar Bowl, uh, watched them play TCU there. Uh, growing up, I, I've been, it's been a couple years. It wasn't since – I mean, since I've been uh, home, since I moved to St. George, I haven't been to a University of Utah game, but uh, – You know, back in high school, 15, 14, 13, I went to to games all of the time. So I know this team, and I've been watching them my entire life, and I just have that feeling Utah is the better team. Now, the brand isn't the same brand on a national scale. If you go over to uh, Massachusetts— they're going to recognize the Oregon Ducks. They may not recognize the University of Utah, the Utes, the Utah Utes. They may not, because it's just not—it's not a well-known brand. But I think that is what's going on here: is that you're going up against, you know, Nike, the founder of Nike, from you know Phil Knight from uh, Eugene, and and gives back to the University of Oregon, and and that I and you know they have all these cool uniforms and and they're. Oregon, they have a they have a brand. University of Utah really doesn't have that on a national scale. Out West, we do. But honestly, it really reminds me of Tyler Huntley playing a lot like Brad Johnson uh, Brian Johnson did back in two thousand eight, and they went undefeated that year. And we were in the Mountain West that year, and Utah was the kind of one that started stirring the pot because in two thousand eight is when they went undefeated. Two thousand eleven is when they joined the Pac twelve, so they kind of were were stirring the pot and and that team should have that university of utah team should have played for the national championship they i honestly uh, and i'll say say it to this day i think they would have beat the university of, uh, of florida they would have beat them yes and i know i'm not again i'm not a, it's not just because i'm a fan it's just people know when you're when you're in the area and and when you've watched them the, the fans just know what they got and what spe- how special it is and that's how it feels with this utah team even in the USC game, I kept them like, I'm like, come on, Utah, let's do it, let's do it. And they just fell short. And the, you know what? The committee might look down on that and might look bad at it, saying, you know, well, what has USC done? But oh sorry, uh, but I really think that we need to we need to genuinely sit down and look at this and have an honest discussion. We're gonna have a couple more weeks of data to come in. But right now, if it ended today, Utah wins out and Oregon wins out, and they meet in uh, San Francisco to play for the Pac 12 championship, I'm taking the University of Utah. They were there last year. They, you know, a, uh, could have been a pass interference call. We're, we're not, I'm not going to argue that. They were one call away from, from winning the Pac 12 championship last year. And I think that they can do it this year. I think that Oregon has had a lot of luck. I'm not saying that Utah hasn't, but, for example, they have that Washington State one, so they're bound to have a close loss, which they had against Auburn. But they've just played, I just feel like Utah's played a little bit better, and I don't know why I feel this way, but I do, and I can't wait for the back 12 championship. The crazy thing is, is we'll say, for for, uh, argument's sake, let's say Alabama loses to Auburn. Because uh, I don't think I I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Alabama will get in uh, without Tua. We'll say that, and then you have and then you have Oregon and Utah, so they'd move up one uh, most likely, unless Penn State beats Ohio State, which I don't think will happen. But we'll say that. So Oregon sitting at five, Utah at six, you know, Penn State at seven, Oklahoma at eight, whatever you want to, you know and so on, and then LSU beats beach Georgia, and Utah beats Oregon, Utah has a very, very good shot of getting in the in the national championship race, right? They would end up playing, at this point, LSU, and if you give Kyle Whittingham six weeks to prepare, you're going to talk about an LSU offense. Everyone's talking about how great their offense is. Utah's uh, Utah's defense is one of the best in the nation, and I would love to see that matchup. Now, would we on a national scale? Probably not. People people down south, out east, midwest, they probably don't really care to see Utah. But I'm telling you, it will just be like the Sugar Bowl where Utah won 31-17 against Alabama and shocked everybody. Everyone's like, well, Alabama's going to win. Everyone in Utah knew that Utah was going to win, and they did it. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. All right. So we're going to be moving on to teams that have surprised us from the last week. We'll kind of cruise through this a little bit more just because we talked a little bit more about the rankings. And then uh, go on to the Games of the Week. So the teams that have shocked us this uh, this last week, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, Air Force, and Marshall. Marshall beating down on La Tech. Looks like they've sealed off uh, their side of the conference for the... Conference USA. Uh, Air Force only has two losses on the season, looking very sharp uh, there. Uh, Oklahoma obviously came back from their giant uh, deficit. Michigan, Harbaugh's done it. Uh, all the haters out there that are saying that he can't win against rivalries, well, he beat Notre Dame pretty bad, and he beat Michigan State pretty bad, and if he can do it against Ohio State, it's going to be absolutely crazy because everyone's doubting him. Uh, I've stood by him. Everyone wanted to sell their stock after the Wisconsin game. Everyone wanted to sell their stock. After the Penn State game, I stuck with it, and it's looking pretty good. If you right now, if you're defending Jim Harbaugh, we'll see what happens in two weeks. I think that this next week they'll be they'll be tested a little bit. Indiana's a good team, but uh, we'll see what happens in in two weeks when uh, they play Ohio State. <sighs> and then we have Utah, who I think Utah is going to be going in. In my opinion, I think they can get into the CFP. Uh, we'll see again against that Oregon game. It all comes down to that. Utah has to win out. They got to look good doing it, and I think they will. All right, so we're going to be moving on to the games of the week. out of uh, Out of the last two weeks, last week uh, we went eight and two, only having two losses. And I should have went with my gut because I had I had spoken to somebody about uh, the Iowa State Texas game. Oh well, hindsight. We're uh, twenty two and ten since we started doing this, so uh, we're sitting about sixty eight point seven percent. If you want to round out, 69% to, uh, on our predictions. So uh, if you're better, if you uh, like to guess college football games, we're not doing a too bad of a job here. And, uh, and my listeners obviously always help us off. Okay, so the overall game of the week, how can you deny it? Penn State at Ohio State. I'm going to be taking Ohio State. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of keys to the game. I know that Penn State, I mean... On the road, they just lost to Minnesota, and I guess that might be a little bit more recency bias than what I want. But I just I'm taking Ohio State; they're a good football team. Uh, out of Cincinnati and Temple, I want to take Cincinnati despite a, a close win against Tulsa. I'm going to be taking them. Temple is a good scrappy team, but I really like the Cincinnati team, and I actually had them dropping a little bit this year. I didn't think they'd get back to 11 wins, and uh, they're looking really good. Luke Fickle's balling out right now. They got to they got to clean up against Temple. They got to play uh, Memphis. Uh, pretty much twice uh, but I really do like this Cincinnati theme Out of the SEC, we have Georgia versus Texas A&M. I'm taking Georgia. I don't think Texas A&M is there yet. I think you got to give Jimbo Fisher uh, one more year. I think in the next this year or next year and the year after, we're really going to see how he can build a program. Ed Origin did it at LSU, and it took him about you know three four years to do so. And look at what he he's got him going now. So give Jimbo a little bit of time. We'll see. I mean, I know it's a ridiculous side of the conference to do it in, but uh, very interesting. (sighs) <sighs> Out of the Big Ten, we have Minnesota at Northwestern. I want to be taking Minnesota in this game uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, Northwestern isn't as good as what they have been in the past, and I, I'm a really big Northwestern fan. I've been cheering for them. I really like Pat's Fitzger- Fitz- Fitzgerald. Good heavens. Uh, but I'm just going to take Minnesota. I thought they fought hard against Iowa. I think Iowa was a ridiculously hard place to go in and win. Uh, they kind of had their backs up the wall, but hey, what? Guess what? They lost. They lost the game. So you know what? They're not worrying. They're not going to be stressing about a perfect season. They just got to go out and win. So I think they're going to refocus. I think uh, Coach Fleck will get them going. And I want to be taking the Golden Gophers out of the ACC again. I the ACC is ridiculous. You can. I don't even know, like games of the week. It's so hard to predict. But uh, Virginia Tech against Pittsburgh. I'm going to be taking Vautech. Who knows with ACC? I almost almost feel like it should be like the MAC and Sunbelt. Belt. Uh, we had to throw those out because uh, because they play on, on 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 times of the week, right? But I feel like the ACC should be that because it's ridiculous. It's so hard to predict because everyone beats everybody, and like out of that side of the conference, it's like who is going to be going. To the, to the conference championship. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm yawning a lot. Good heavens. Uh, going to the conference championship. Well, who honestly, who knows? Uh, out of the Big 12. Now, this was the hardest. I promise you the hardest game of the week. And that is Baylor versus Texas. Now, we have a couple things going for Baylor. Baylor now doesn't have the perfect season. They're playing at home. They had a really bad loss last week and Texas, who lost last week on the road to Iowa State. Now, I'm going to be taking Texas, and I want to take it for a couple of reasons. I think Big Brother's going to flex his muscles, like always. I, I think uh, Baylor, and, or not Baylor, uh, Oklahoma and Texas own the Big 12 and I think that when it comes down to a big game I'm going to be taking it I mean like last week was a big game for Texas but not really this is going to be a national uh, televised game they're not ranked right now I think Texas is better than what their record says I feel like they're a little doctor Jekyll Mr Hyde a uh, little bit of uh, everything that they got going on there I'm going to be taking Texas but that is a very difficult one to predict Out of the Pac 12 we have Arizona State versus Oregon uh, obviously will be the game of the week will be a big game I like Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. I give him a couple years to develop, but I'm going to be taking Oregon in this game. Out of the American Athletic, I'm going to be taking uh, the game between UCF and Tulane. I'll be taking UCF. UCF is off of a a, a bye and a really bad loss, Uh, but I'm going to be taking the Golden Knights against Tulane. I have been really high on Tulane uh, this last year, and every time the winner has won at home, Uh, Tulane won, UCF won, and then uh, Tulane Oh, sorry. Opposite UCF one Tulane one UCF one again. Now they're on the road at Cl- Tulane. Uh, I want to be taking UCF though. Kind of just have a gut feeling. I haven't played as well as what everybody thought they would. Everyone thought they'd run through the the American Athletic again this year. They're still a good team. Why don't be taking them? Out of the Mountain West, we have Utah State versus Boise State. Now, uh, both of them are on their backup quarterbacks. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer is out for Boise State. Jordan Love has not been officially ruled out for Utah State, but they have this new guy coming in. I can't even remember his name. Uh, I think Boise State, uh, they've played with the backup longer. I think that uh, Boise State will come into Logan and get the win. Now, uh, this is going to be the second hardest game of the week. And that is Louisiana Tech at UAB. Now, heavens, uh, Louisiana Tech at UAB. So, it, this is the this is a very difficult one as well. Louisiana Tech has only lost to UAB one time, ever, one time, and that was last year. And that was that was uh, UAB went into Louisiana Tech and won. So that's pretty good. I mean, you'll give them kudos. But uh, Louisiana Tech has only lost one game, and it was off of a bad loss last week against Marshall. Uh, so they've had a couple more days to prepare uh, for the game uh, in Birmingham. But UAB has not lost at home since 2014, and that was against Marshall. Now that kind of has uh, a skewed stat, right? 15 and 16, they didn't they didn't participate. They did not have a football program. But regardless, you still have uh, UAB, right? And I want to be taking UAB. I think UAB on Senior Day is a hard out. I think it would be great to keep the streak alive. I know all streaks are bound to end. But I want to be taking UAB. Uh, I think that LaTeX is a better team uh, in this situation. But I think UAB will end up getting the win. I think Southern Miss will end up getting into the conference championship. uh, Unless, I mean, barring something crazy. But uh, that's what I want to be taking. A lot of weird stats around this game. I'll be taking UAB. So there we go. All right. This has been an edition of get the ball rolling. We're around 80 episodes right now. I can't believe we're already uh, that high up in episode numbers. Continue to watch. Thank you for your support, your love and support, uh, sending it uh, to us. Uh, at get the ball rolling. We're working our butts off to provide the most uh, in-depth college football analysis for you. Uh, we want to, you know, bring a little bit of different uh, perspective on things and, Hopefully we did that with the Utah Oregon thing. Hopefully we really think about it, uh, let it marinate over the weekend. Watch some amazing college football games, and uh, buckle up because next week we're going to be talking about rivalry week. So super excited! Then all right. So have a wonderful, uh, a wonderful time, and until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.